0: morning, so I've heard it said that God has no grandchildren and of course it's true for the father only has beloved sons and daughters. In fact, um, my wife and I Liz have nine grandchildren and we're so happy that we do. They're a blessing to us. Uh, And that's why I'm so glad that Pope Francis has declared the fourth Sunday of July as the World Day for Grandparents and for the elderly. So if we're a grandparent, that's easy to determine. Whether or not we consider ourselves elderly is a personal definition. (laughs) But I remember very well when my grandmother said, That while she looks old on the outside, she feels very young on the inside. And that's good. Because Archbishop Fulton Sheehan once said, no one old can enter into the kingdom of heaven. For our Lord said, unless you are as a little child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so it is this aspect of remaining young that allows us to look upon our Heavenly Father as a beloved son or a beloved daughter. And so we can affectionately call out to Him as Abba, Father, The use of the Aramaic word, Abba for Father, was used by Jesus when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane at the beginning of his Passion. And he addresses God the Father in a relationship of personal intimacy. So today's Gospel illustrates this calling out when Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. And Jesus says, when you pray, when you pray, not if you pray. He says, when you pray, say, Father. And that's what we read in the Gospel of Luke. In the Gospel of Matthew, he says, when you pray, say, Our Father. And that is the Lord's Prayer that we use every time we're in Mass. When we pray, we are to be as little children who recognizes God as a good father, as one who loves us and hears our prayers and answers them. And then Jesus uses a parable. He uses a parable to teach us to persevere in our prayer. And it's not because somehow God is far away and we have to be persistent in order to reach him. It is really that oftentimes we are far away. And so we have to persist in our prayer in order that our hearts will become in union with his own, with God's perfect will. So we often pray out of self-interest. We think we know what we need in the moment. But when we pray the Our Father, we're asking for God's will to be done, not our own. And so with the heart of a child, we hallow or we honor God's name with thanks and praise, and we pray, thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So what is the will of the Father? Jesus says, this is the will of the Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him should have life and I will raise him up on the last day. And Jesus promises that our, our prayers will be answered. He tells us that everyone, not just some, but that everyone who asks or seeks or knocks, that their prayer will be answered. Now we pray based on our needs, right, and our wants, and that's good, that's totally good. But God answers our prayers according to our truest need and according to his perfect will, which is what we ask to be done. So we cannot fully understand the mysteries of God, and so we don't always recognize or understand how God is answering our prayer. But how we want our prayer to be answered is not the way we can judge whether or not our prayer is answered. Because God's ways are not our ways. And I thank God for that. As I thought about today as being a day that is dedicated to the World Day for grandparents, I thought what a joyous sound it is to hear the voices of young children in the church. Because it is the sound of a living faith being handed down from one generation to the next. And it truly is the faith of the young. For it is ever new, ever vibrant, and always alive. So how did such a faith get handed down for so long a time. Of course, Jesus handed it on to the disciples. And the disciples handed it on over the millennium to whole generations and then to our grandparents and to our parents. And now we have the responsibility to hand it on to our children and to our grandchildren. Unfortunately, the handing on of the faith has faltered in many regions of the world. Europe, for all practical purposes, has lost its Christian memory. And of course, that happened over generations. Today, the vitality of the living faith is being lost, even the memory, to our own children, to our own grandchildren and it's happening right before our very eyes. Now, I know that this strikes very close to many of us here. Our witnessing the loss of the faith or the walking away from the faith or the walking away from the practice of the faith of our children and our grandchildren is a deep wound that really aches within us. And I think that the third letter from the Apostle John really represents and expresses the heart of a parent and a a grandparent very well. It says, No greater joy can I have than this to hear that my children follow the truth. There is only one truth and it's found in Jesus. And the father wants us to know his son. It is a living faith that gives life. It is the sacramental life of our Lord's body and blood that gives his life to us within us. And it is this living faith, this precious life That we need to pray will be transfused into the hearts of our children and our grandchildren. It's not uncommon to hear someone offer help to someone else, someone in need, and then at the end of their conversation say something like, I can at least pray for you. As though praying for them is the least that we can do. It is actually the most that we can do for them. Praying for our children and our grandchildren and praying for others' children and grandchildren is the greatest thing that we can do for them because our prayer is heard. Our prayer is answered by God. And God wants nothing more than to have our children and our grandchildren call out to him as Abba, Father, So pray for your family. Pray for them by name. For scripture tells us that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and it is effective. Now being righteous does not mean that we're perfect. Being righteous means that we have a heart that seeks God's will in every part of our life. And so that being said, I think we need to go back to our Lord's prayer to the part that probably is one of the most difficult parts for us to do. And that is to forgive those who have trespassed against us. Now this is not a throwaway petition. It's not something that we can just recite and then not act upon. We Specifically, ask God to forgive us according to how we forgive others. And the Lord said, Forgive, and I shall forgive you. So, I have to ask a few questions. Who have we written off in our life? Who are we estranged from? Who has hurt us so deeply that we have shunned them from our life? But before we can answer those questions, we need to ask, who have I hurt? Who have I offended? Who have I trespassed against? So it might be helpful for us to go back to today's gospel because Jesus tells us to ask and to seek and to knock. And by opening the door to our heart to forgive and to seek forgiveness, it opens up the heart of the Father. And he will give us the graces that we need when we most need them. And then today's gospel, it concludes with the Lord's promise of how much more the Father in heaven will give of the Holy Spirit to those who ask him.